The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. Welcome to Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. Tonight's broadcast comes to us from May the 31st, 2012. The title of the broadcast was Finally, A Solution for Fixing the Economy. And a friend of Medjugorje shares with us tonight what is keeping the economy from collapsing. What exactly is the reason why the system continues to go on and what exactly is needed to fix. Again, a lot of these earlier vintage genomics broadcasts set the course for many people to begin to walk away from a system which is not glorifying God. And so here is a friend of Medjugorje, May the 31st, 2012. Benjamin Franklin said, By failing to prepare you are preparing to fail. And so it is. We have everything in our face, everything telling us, everything showing us. And you still have people saying, and I just heard this in the last couple of days, well, we'll just decide when it happens what we need to do at the moment. If that's the case, it's like budgeting. 
John Maxwell said, budgeting is telling your money where to go instead of asking where it went. And that's how people live today. I don't know where my money went. They have no plan. They have no idea. They have nothing or goals that they set up. You hear, I live week to week. That's not the way to live. We've spoken about it. I've written about it. Some of these people come out of college. They go to pro football. They make suddenly $20 million, $50 million. Get five houses, all mortgage because they listen to the financial planners. They apply no common sense. They do this. They're just setting. They're doing all these things. They get injured. They lose their contract or they go out. And they're broke. They're bankrupt. There's a famous football player that owns a car wash. The guy made millions of dollars. So it's all relative. It's not how much money you make. You can make very little. I started out with very, very little money. But I never wanted money. I wanted a homestead. And bit by bit, piece by piece, I built that. I've read experts, in fact, say that a mortgage on your home is okay. Because people don't even have the common sense and the common knowledge. How do you do without doing that? We bought a low-cost trailer, mobile home. Was able to buy land. The landowner did hold interest-free mortgage. So we didn't go in debt, per se, because we got the land. Got it paid for real quickly. Lived in the mobile home very cheaply. And spent eight years building a house. In our 20s. Why don't people think like this anymore? And so the experts say a mortgage on your home is okay, within reason, they add. But we need to think unconventional. The guy in California who does some of our music here, intros, who does it for a lot of big entities, MGM and movie makers and stuff like that. His son got married. They fixed up the basement with his new daughter-in-law, and that's where they lived. They started off debt-free. He didn't want them to get any kind of mortgage. He was willing to let them live there. But see, we want to be independent. Instead of buying a car with the cash that we have, we'll take that, put it into a down payment, and buy a luxury car because we look better in it, or we want that, or our ego needs that, or we want to be fancy, or we want to have that feel. And you're in debt. What does it feel like laying in the bed in the middle of the night? That you have to do this and you have to go here. You're following the money you spent. Where did it go? If you had budgeted and said, no, I'm just going to buy a nice, clean, humble car with this down payment, maybe you have to save a little longer and get something with it, and you're driving around with no debt. It feels good. It can be done. I've done that. I know other people have done that. But people have bought this system that they got to be in debt. They got to go mortgage themselves to the hill. They got to have everything now when they get married. I don't mind telling people, and I'm serious, the money that would be spent on a wedding, ask instead for cash, have it in the church hall, don't be fancy, do it through prayer, take $10,000. I heard somebody bragging recently about, well, they do everything. You pay them $10,000, they do all this stuff. For $10,000, you can buy an acre or two somewhere. They were bragging because that was a bargain deal. Hey, that's pretty good. All your pictures are including everything. That ain't bet, do your pictures. 
You say, well, we're going to have wedding pictures. Well, you can, you can find somebody, a friend. You can do something. Buy the camera and train somebody for it. It'd be cheaper than paying somebody else to do the pictures for the wedding. If you just get innovative, you can do it. But that starts you off with the ten grand that went. People say, well, I, my wedding didn't cost 10000 We just went and got civilly married. Well, you're not married if you did that because in the church, you have to get married in the church. And you can do it for less than 10000 but many people spend that or more, 25000 Give me the money. My wife, our marriage, our wedding was very inexpensive. I'd have it was over $1,000, just a few hundred bucks. Because I couldn't see doing that to impress people. Oh, yes, Caritas, our feasts here are big deals on our weddings. But we raise our own hogs, kill a pig, do our own food. But we structure ourselves, everything we got that we do and use is paid for. And we do that as a witness. But my point in this is, if you're going to spend $10,000 on a wedding, see what you can live or where you can live. I'd take that money, go buy me some land, and I'd build me a straw hut. I'd cut down just enough pine trees to build me a one-room cabin and a laundry room on the back. And if you both are making decent incomes to start with, or just one income, if it's even fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000, where's that cash going to go? If you own your car, if you had two cars when you get married, get rid of one. You cut your gas bill in half, start homesteading. You can do it. You can do it without a mortgage. I did it. I didn't build a dump. We built a dream house. It took eight years. And during that time, I never felt like I lived in a dump in a trailer. Never felt that. We were happy. We were remorseful. Our sentiments were we raised some of our kids there in that trailer. And I can remember feeling a little bit sentimental about walking out that door and walking. 25 or 30 feet to where the house was moving in that night. And we didn't move in until we were finished. You don't want to move in until you finish the house because you get comfortable. We purposely stayed in that trailer till we had everything down to the paint, down to the carpet, everything in the house. All paid for. Why am I saying this? Because too many people start off never knowing where the money went. And they never get out of that. This is the time to get out of it. This is the time to get out of debt. Now's the moment. Look at our situation. If you were given, just for yourself, if you were given the presidency of the United States of America and the Congress, those powers vested in those two branches, and the judicial branch, you had total power. In other words, it would be dictatorial. What would you do to fix our economy now? Pause and think about that. What would you do? Would you back money with gold and silver? Would you write off debts? Would you come up with more government programs? Would you deprogram some of the government programs? This is what everybody's looking at. Everybody's coming up with a plan. Even the conservatives and the most conservative economists, everybody's got the answer. This is what needs to happen. We have to do a GDP, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What would you do? I'm asking secularly. We know what to do religiously, but what would you do as president with vested powers of congressional power totally and judicial? What would be the steps you'd take to fix the economy? But I wouldn't worry about the monetary system. I wouldn't worry about 
the central bank. I wouldn't worry about these other things. What I would do is just stop and let it collapse. All you're doing is blowing more air into the balloon of the collapse. It's just going to be a bigger bang. Somewhere along the line, we've got to bite the bullet. We've got to do it. Truman says the buck stops here. And just let it go. The only way to fix this economy is a correction. The only way to receive a correction is a collapse. It makes everything new again. And we don't have to do anything because free market principles determines what needs need to be filled. First of all, a collapse is going to cause chaos, anarchy. There's going to be terrible things happen. Starvation. But people in that kind of setting will have a free market. They're not going to be looking at the central bank. Central bank is going to be nothing. It's not going to be there. It's corrected. What they'll be looking for is to meet their needs. How am I going to feed my children? How am I going to feed myself? How am I going to clothe? How am I going to shelter? Those needs will be met on a free market basis within the framework of the individual. It ain't going to be money. It ain't going to be silver. It's going to be if I can get my patch of land, if I already got that. So that's why you want land. You'll go like the early pioneers did. You say, well, that didn't happen in 1929. They were based in an agrarian mentality. They were based in an agrarian way of life. They didn't have the transportation to bring our food 3,200 miles away. They would laugh about that. Or Air France brings eclairs from Paris. Which they do this to restaurants, the famous restaurants now. So this correction comes with a collapse, and it's the only way to make this work. With this working like this, what will take place is through that, the beginning of everything starting all over, and what our lady's leading us to and talking about. And so her preparations, when she says, be ready, is for when God's, this system's over. It's only going on because God's continuing. Does God continue evil? Can you say that? You say, are you going to blame this on God? You're going to say if God continues this and he's acting on that? We then apply that to Noah spending decades building the ark, that God allowed things to continue. He could have just said, okay, I'm through with the human race. This is the Noah principle. This is the flood principle. This is the Sodom principle. There's no way to fix things when they reach a certain level. You couldn't correct Sodom. The only way to correct Sodom was to do what? Do you think God was not doing everything he can? Hey, I'm God, Abraham. And I'm perplexed. I don't know what else to do with these people. I have no other choices. Abraham says, well, give me time. I'll find 50 people. Oh, you will? I can't find it. Okay, you go. 40, 30, 10 people, five people. He can do it. So the Sodom principle, the flood principle, the Noah principle, what happens? The Nineveh principle shows what happens. So this correction of knowing the flood... The only way to fix the world was by flood. There was nothing else God can do. And I'm telling you, there's nothing else can be done about this economy. All your liberals, all your leftists, all your conservatives, all your moderates, all the patriots, all are talking about and writing about these solutions. I got a book front in front of me, God's Simple Solutions, 12 Biblical Principles Manage Money. And in that, that's the way the book says, mortgage your house. They don't get it. Nobody gets it. We're at the doorpost. It's Passover. The economy and the angel of death is staring at us. The blood on the doorpost. 
will be Our Lady, the messages, your sacrifice, your prayers, and your protection will be a piece of ground that you'll have. We spoke about this before. We spoke about this in the last couple of weeks. That from people who have money, people who have investments, people who have excess and trying to make money, you can't get a better investment than buying 500 acres and buying a few tractors, and buying high equipment, store it in a barn, build the barn, build five, six, seven cottages, interview people with the like-minded of your same faith and give it to them. I'm going to let you move in here. You start running the system. You manage it. Put your expertise that made money that you have and the wealth you have toward that. Build a plantation. You don't need a slave. The money is a slave. Turn that into something that you can help people and have it through karma, the restrictions, whatever you want to have, based on the messages of Our Lady, based on biblical principles. You're going to help them. They're going to help you. Because your security, friend, if you have something, is other people. Is your investment, the cottage you build for them, that they're going to be able to raise hogs and cattle, hay, wheat, crops. And something happens and you got a subsistence living and a subsistence source to feed you. Why would you not want to turn your money into that? I know of a guy that's in another state that's turned all his money into a homestead. He's done this. He's done solar. He's gone completely off the grid and all these things. And he's built all this. And he's just by himself. He's got enough acres to put maybe three or four other houses on there. But see, you're blinded when you're just trying to save yourself. Abraham wasn't just interested to save himself. That was not his sole interest. Well, I want to help other people. Nobody came forward with Noah. Think about what you have and people out there, or if you're out there and you know somebody's got halves, they really have a lot, go to them and propose this. This is the best investment you can get. Oh, don't think it's going to work without y'all joining together daily with that prayer like here. Several times a day, you have to stop your work. You have to pray for, for unity. You're not going to do this on the principles. He's got money. We'll join him. He's joining us, and we're going to work this out. You keep it secular, it's going to be divided, and it's going to fall apart. you got to pray together. you got to have shared values. you got to build your own little school, build your own little chapel. you become a little village. A village of the financier, the one who has the money, and the cottages around it. Five cottages, your own village. You can do this. This is feasible. And it's really the choice. Because the only choice to fix everything else is the collapse. And so if you're going to be in preparatorial readiness, this is the first investment. It's the first place to go to. And don't get fancy with it. You can be basic with it. But what are you going to wish you had with your money when you lose it to the stock markets or collapse? Because that's coming. Okay, It's just how long God will let you build your homestead, your ark, until God says the heavens open up and the rain comes down and everything crashes and economically. So we're in that period. Think that way. And if you don't change your thinking to that way, look at this in a different way. And of course, the miracles measure were around medallion, this was a piece, a one-ounce silver piece we struck for the purpose, and silver's been way down and suppressed, 
that you put your wealth into, that when you distribute this for your land, for the cottages, or whatever you want to do, when that time comes, cause, and I'd race to that. If, say, you had $2 million, I would put it in this, put it in these rounds. When it's distributed out, when you go buy the land, you build your homestead, you build the cottages, that gets distributed out. And then people get the miraculous metal, and what you had has a residue effect of conversion because miraculous metal we know converts. You're crazy for not doing this. Don't think go buy silver bars or American Eagles. Do something twofold with what resources you have. Turn it into that, the miraculous metal Medjugorje medallion. And, and we do that because we know that there are possibilities. In the new book, They Fired the First Shot, it speaks a little bit about this. If they confiscate silver, confiscate gold, and they've done it in the past, the gold, your safety is if it's religious. This is religious, and you've got a real claim against them confiscating it. And if they do confiscate that, you'll be headed to the guillotine, so it's not going to matter anyway. So what do you do? You put the furthest obstacles from the hands of the government from taking things, which are eyeing all this stuff right now. It's out there. It's not conspiracy. It's black and white. It's clear. They're eyeing everything right now. And so that deception and what they're preparing for is something so huge, they know what's coming. They know what's going on. They're very well aware of it. This cannot be corrected. And the Band-Aids that keep putting on it, so many Band-Aids on the economy that the Band-Aids themselves are on top of Band-Aids. The original Band-Aids sticking to the skin if you ever worn one, you know what it does. Eventually, if you had it on four or five days, sweat, oils in your skin, it falls off. If you got a thousand band-aids attached to that, it's going to fall off a lot quicker. The more band-aids we put on it, the heavier it gets, the more it's going to come off. And then when that happens, we're over. And that's the best thing that can happen. It's not going to be the pleasant thing. It's not going to be the best thing for us, especially if we're not preparing ourselves. Especially if you had resources to do something and you didn't act on it. It's crazy. And I'm not talking about going and building a whole city. You know, it's Ave Maria down in Florida. They built a whole university and a whole town there. You can't force it with money. you got to build from the ground up. you got to build for people. And you can't imitate the subdivisions of the markets out there. You want to build a tiny, tiny hamlet, 500 acres, 100 acres, you could do it. 15, 25 acres. You can live on two acres of land and survive that one family easily. You can do that. Well, maybe not easily. It'd be a struggle, but you can do it. And you can live good and you can eat good. It can be done. This is where you need to head to. We get, of course, many letters here. For those of you that have been listening for some time, a number of years or so ago, a friend of Medjugorje spoke about the gentleman who had gotten the tractor in the 28 acres and how happy he was. And this is an update to that that we just received just a few days ago. This is from Michael and Ellen from Texas. And they write to us, they say, in 2010... We got 28 acres, a tractor, and we're happy. February of this year, I retired, got a sum of money and small income. Then God helped us acquire two and a half acres with a modest home and an old tin barn down the road from the 28 acres. Two contracts fell through before we made an offer to buy the equity, and we met with a neighbor holding the note. He agreed to allow us to pay off the note at the 1st of June. All was accepted on Monday. We closed on Friday and was mowing grass on Saturday of the same week. This week, Ellen is 59 and a half and is able to pull out of her 401 to pay it off without a penalty. There are other countless other miracles that have happened along the way, but you know those. With God's help, all things are possible. Thank you, Caritas, and keep praying for us. Bravo. 
bravo to these people. But did they do it on their own? They've been listening to Medjinomics. Did Medjinomics do it on its own? No. It's based on all these messages. The strength flows from Our Lady through the philosophies we speak about and concerning messages and applying them to practical means of your life and act on it. They've acted on it. And I tell you, they're probably as happy as they've ever been in their whole life. I don't think I've spoken to these good folks. But they're innovative. They wanted to get it. They got it. They said, can we wait till June? This is February to June. So it's February, March, April, May, almost five months. And then she gets her retirement. They're ready to pay it off. So you don't have to wait. That's not financing. That's being clever. You know, you can do that. When somebody's an owner, you can do with a lot of finagling with them in that way. Without mortgaging something. Or you can pay them so much and then just say, in 12 months, I'm just going to give you a big payment. So you can act on these things. You can start moving. And for two people with 28 acres plus two and a half, 30 and a half acres, they can support several groups or several people. And of course, themselves, they can even have income from it. Get to where your money needs to go rather than you following where your money went to. All these things are really important to understand. It's very simple when you start breaking it down. And I've had people come to me and say, I can't buy this, I can't get this land, I can't do that. I've encouraged them. Don't let anything be an obstacle. When you hit an obstacle, I know somebody bought land in the last year or so, and they hit obstacle after obstacle and they were going to quit. I said, don't quit. Keep praying and keep going and think a way around it. When an obstacle's faced in front of you, you've got to figure out how to get over it and conquer it. And if you can't climb over it, just simply go around it. Don't let the wall stop you. So don't think, I can't get out. I can't do it. Remember always, it's our lady's principle. You can take this to the bank. She told us. Through prayer, you will perceive the greatest joy out of every situation that has no exit. An incredible message. She's saying there is no exit. There's no way you get over this wall. There's no way around it. But if you pray, I'm going to find a way for you. I will do the impossible. And that can happen. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.